1: of your life redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash star talk today
2: welcome to star talk your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide star talk begins right now this is star talk Neil deGrasse Tyson here, your personal astrophysicist. And it's a Cosmic Queries edition on a subject that I don't know a damn thing about blockchain, cryptocurrency. We've heard about it, we've seen it, and I count myself among the profound ignorant (laughs) in that subject. So we have to do a show on it. I have a new co host. Oh my gosh. Marsha Belsky, Marsha, welcome to Star Talk.
3: Woo, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am also very ignorant of oh, okay. cryptocurrency. And when people have tried to explain it, I mean, I'm not even good at the basic finance stuff. So this is like next level. Okay. This is, I'm in an, I'm an PhD and I haven't gotten my undergrad, but I'm okay. going to try.
2: Excellent. So you're a stand up comedian, a musician, a writer, and you, you had a hit song recently. That's just completely crazy. It's just <laughs> completely. It's called a hundred tampons. We'll get you to explain it later. But with its title song like that, you you know, we need we we're going to need an explanation.
3: Yes, but you not- got it, and it's space related.
2: <laughs> and space related. That's what makes it even better. So let me introduce our expert here, since neither you nor I, Marsha, carry that uh, uh, that expertise. We have got Dr. Sandra Johnson. Sandra is the founder. Let me check out my notes. It's founder and CEO of multiple companies. Um, one uh, Her day job currently is Global Mobile Finance, Inc., which is a fintech startup company. She's got multiple degrees in electrical engineering and has 40 patents. Is that more than 40 patents pending? Is that right? Or-
0: Issued and
2: pending, yes. Issued and pending. Yes. Okay, thanks for that. And you're also a visiting scholar at North Carolina A&T. Sandra Johnson, welcome to Talk.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Neil. It is certainly a pleasure to to be here. I look forward to having some
2: fun. Excellent. And um, part of your background takes you through IBM in Africa. So what was that about? That is correct. What, What happened there?
0: That is correct. Well, you know, 26 plus years at IBM. And after about, I don't know, 22, 23 years, and I was thinking about Uh, what I wanted to do next. I actually went on a trip to Africa and had uh, a Eureka moment when I visited a a slave castle in Ghana. Uh, And it was through that experience that I I found my purpose and destiny, and that is to focus on leveraging my technical skills uh, to help the people in Africa. So I then went looking for opportunities to do that with IBM. Uh, ended up uh, spending three years in the Middle East and Africa, two years in Dubai, and one year in Nairobi, Kenya, but all three years traveling throughout the Middle East and Africa, primarily Africa, visiting more than 22 countries, many of them several times.
2: Wow.
0: wow. And so I was, I was the CTO of IBM Central, East, and West
2: Africa. It sounds like we can create four other shows based on your life experience, <laughs> <laughs> but we have to like oh, yeah. be selective. <laughs> And so, uh, right now, we're we're going to be thinking about cryptocurrency, and we solicited questions from our eager uh, uh, fan base, our uh, patrons, Patreon members, and just t- tell me, um, Sandra, what got you into cryptocurrency?
0: Well, I'm um, always wanting to always uh, be aware of and try to learn about. Uh, emerging or uh, leading edge or bleeding edge technology. Yes,
2: bleeding edge. That's the bleeding one. Edge, <laughs>
0: right. mm-hmm. So um, so a few years ago when blockchain was just starting out, I started, uh, you know, talking to people about it, reading up about it, learning about the technical details. And then it just really took off in terms of hype. Right. Uh, and so I sort of rolled the wave in terms of uh, keeping myself abreast from a, a knowledge perspective of of what blockchain uh, is all about, what cryptocurrency is all about, I even thought about leveraging it and my fintech startup as well.
2: So, is the first question we ought, Marsha and I, ought to be asking, is what is blockchain? Like so we just yes, is that is that the entry level like kindergarten? preschool question. Since that you we were in since
3: the old stuff, you've been listening to them since the old records. Like,
0: you were in before everybody knew it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so what is blockchain? What is cryptocurrency? What's the difference between the two? Yeah,
2: well, let's uh, start there, please.
0: <laughs> okay, so so blockchain, I, I think of it as the foundation, the technology foundation to uh, get things done. Uh, it is really, uh, I'm sure all of us are familiar with well, maybe not all of us, all of us older folks are familiar with what's called a ledger. You think about a black bank ledger where you put entries and the ledger and the ledger. What what, what blockchain is, is you can view it as a distributed ledger. It's an electronic ledger, but it's a distributed ledger. Uh, and each entry is what's considered a block, if you will, uh, And that block essentially contains a list of transactions, okay? And so a blockchain is essentially a chain of blocks, which is essentially a distributed ledger that if it's public, anyone can read, anyone can read anything that was ever written on that blockchain, that that link of ledgers. Uh, And once it's placed on the blockchain, it's immutable, it cannot be changed. And so, in the essence, that's what a blockchain is. so, so what is it
2: c- compared to a ledger
0: mm-hmm. so
2: it seems so far from what you described, the only difference is uh, everyone can see it. It's unchangeable, as most ledgers really should be, really right uh, and uh, and it's distributed, okay so so now what?
0: Anyone in the world can see it. There's no centralized mechanism for it. So that's what I mean by distributed. Um, right.
2: Okay. So you are removing the, the 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 banker.
0: Mm. Right, right, right. In fact, you know, step back just a little bit of the history behind this. Um, the first blockchain was the Bitcoin blockchain, which is Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But it was the brainchild of this. Individual or group of individuals uh, uh, that we don't know—they uh, wrote this white paper. The author is uh, Sakoshi Nakamoto. We don't know who he or she is at this point, but he wrote this white paper. That is this paper describing this idea of having a currency that's independent of companies. You know. And it came right after the recession in 2008, right? So, you know, it was a financially-based recession. So it came up with this idea, how can we come up with this currency that's independent of, let's say, a, a, a central bank? And so, so that's not, wait, not
2: only independent of a central bank, independent of a country? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. yes. Uh, and so that was the basis for the Bitcoin blockchain that was then created in January 2009. So it's been 13 years, right? But again, it's the foundation. It's a distributed ledger where you put information about transactions uh, that anyone can access, and uh, it's unchangeable.
2: I have to check. I got to check with Marsha at intermittent moments here. (laughs) So, Marsha, have you heard enough yet to be paid in Bitcoin for your stand-up acts?
3: I mean... Absolutely not, but not because okay, I don't trust your- it. <laughs> only because i I'm fascinated, first of all, but also have like never felt more stupid in my life because I'm realizing <laughs> I think I'm at almost and not there are other people in my generation where this is probably different, but I'm realizing that I'm in I'm a millennial, you know, i'm thirty two, so I'm in the exact age where I don't actually really know what a ledger is. They didn't really teach <laughs> us any financial literacy. In school, I don't really know how banking works. It's always mostly been, like, when I was a kid, you know, I remember they taught us how to write checks. But, like, they didn't teach us any of the deeper stuff. And I'm also not Gen Z and younger who knows all about the Internet. You know what I mean? So you're just dangling
2: there. You're dangling over the crevasse. (laughs) I'm dangling in the
3: cosmos. I'm like, but it's so fascinating (laughs) to me because I can see now, because people have been long, what I have heard, talking about cryptocurrency as a way, like you said, to work outside these establishments. And i that never made any sense to me, but thats I'm starting to see how and why that is. Like well, we're that, getting
2: yeah. there, but just to alert Sandra, what it means is some people... Are not being helped by your analogy to a ledger.
3: No, but most <laughs> people okay, probably yeah. are because people <laughs> my age are probably listening, thinking like, "No, I know what it is. She's just an idiot." But
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, continue. okay. So I was yeah, checking so <laughs> in. I was checking in with Marcia, to make sure we're we're on the same page. I'm okay, like continue, the person Sandra. that should
3: put in the Olympics next to Michael Phelps to show how fast he's actually swimming. I'm how dumb people actually can be on this.
0: So I it.
2: okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay, so Sandra, okay. continue.
0: So, 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 I've discussed at a high level the, what blockchain is, like, which is the foundation, right? Now, let's let's talk about crypto, right? And and I'll use an example: the most uh, uh, successful, uh, the most popular cryptocurrency, which is Bitcoin. All right, and so uh, essentially, without getting to, into a whole lot of gory detail. Uh, Bitcoin was created to incentivize people to add blocks to the blockchain. It's a global chain of blocks. The first one was created in January of two thousand and nine so so um, every few minutes, a new block is created. So how is it created? Well, you have people that are called miners uh, all over the world, all competing to be the next to, to have the next block to be added to the blockchain, so they all have Wait, these are miners, energy. not
2: young people under age, these are miners like, like coal miners, people who are, people who are
0: mining, for, mining for gold, for example,
2: like the seven dwarfs. <laughs> no, right? And the seven <laughs> right. dwarfs, they're all miners, yeah,
0: <laughs> right, okay, right. And so, around the world, they all have their own blocks that they have locally, and they all compete to be the next block in the global chain of blocks, okay. And how do they compete? Well, they work this very complex cryptographic algorithm that they use. I liken it to rolling the dice, right? And they're all rolling the dice. And, 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 and one of them is looking for the double six. Well, they're all looking for the double six. But the first one to get it is the winner, okay? And the prize is you get your block to be added to the blockchain. But you also get Bitcoin. And that's how Bitcoin is created. So uh, you get 12 and a half Bitcoin. Initially it was 25 Bitcoin. So now it's 12 and a half. You get 12 and a half Bitcoin if you get the double six.
2: How do you know who, how, who, how? <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, help me here.
3: How, how, so how it's do you, all, is it all luck? It's all Yeah, yes. how
2: do you know? I mean, dice, when we think, yes. When we think of dice, we think of luck. So, yes. so, so I don't have this algorithm. Can I make my own algorithm? And how do I know if I've landed on the double six?
0: Right. They all, they all uh, use the same cryptographic algorithm. It's a very detailed computation. It's an algorithm that's programmed and they all are looking for a certain result. They all know what that result is, right? Uh, But only, uh, it's very difficult to get that that result. You know, it's double six is a a lot easier than the, it's a number that they're looking for. It's a binary number, 256-bit binary number, and they're all uh, calculating this algorithm that will give them a two hundred fifty six bit result.
2: How do you know if you hit the number?
0: Because you know what the you know what the number is, mm. and then they just give like you, you know them. what the double six is. You oh, know what so they're trying to find a number.
2: way to get to that number using this algorithm.
0: Yes, uh, yes, and the first one to get the result, and the algorithm will use as input some of the data that they have on their block. Okay. okay. So they crunch numbers using the data on their block, and they're all trying to get this result that they all know what, it, what the result is. So
2: this ledger, so, so, this, so this distributed ledger is a ledger of pathways through the algorithm.
0: You can say that. Yes.
2: May I? Is that allowed?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't yes. want to get
2: over-poeticized yes. about yes. it because
0: and, and I don't want, really
2: want to liken this to poetry at all.
3: <laughs> you, well, if you really It want is in that it, it makes no father. sense to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> in <Again>, uh, <laughs> That way they're the same. I've been <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, sitting in class yeah. and the teacher is going, what do you think it means? And I'm going, you know, you tell me.
2: <laughs> okay, so so so, Sandra, what you're saying is that the miners are, to to borrow terms I'm familiar with, they are printing money.
0: But it's not printing, of course. But yeah.
3: Digitally printing. Yes.
0: You, you you can look look at it that way because the winner, the double six winner, the person who gets that actual result first is the winner and the prize is 12 and a half Bitcoin.
2: Okay. So they are working for their pay. <laughs> In yes. A sense. Okay. Yes. yes. All right. We got to take a, yes. a, our first break. Uh, but when we come back, I want to know what. The hell F- NFTs are. And okay. and I assume Marsha does too. And right after that, I think we might have enough foundation to go to our questions. Yes. Uh, okay. With our Patreon members. Okay. Okay. So when we come back, more of Star Talk Cosmic Queries with Dr. Sandra Johnson and my new co host, Marsha Belsky. Yes. And uh, when we come back, Cosmic Queries on Bitcoin.
0: Hey, I'm Roy Hill Percival, and I support Star Talk on Patreon, bringing the universe down to earth. This is Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. We're back.
2: Star Talk Cosmic Queries. This one's about Bitcoin and blockchain. And all that stuff, some people know everything about and everyone else knows nothing about. <laughs> and I think my, my new co-host, Marsha Belsky, and I are in the same camp. And, of course, then we have an expert on it, uh, Sandra Johnson, uh, who's got huge pedigree in the tech world, started companies, got patents. Um, and you graduated, Is it summa cum laude, with highest honors. In in And what was that? Uh, in what subject was that an
0: electrical and electrical engineering yes That's southern so, university virtual Louisiana. so this
2: would have been i don't know how old you are but if you go back enough electrical engineering was the department that had computer science in it and so later on computer science had its own sort of identity on a campus but that meant uh, you were in at the at the debate at the at the fr- ground floor front door of that
0: uh, and that 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 is correct wow. that is correct in fact uh, my PhD is also in electrical engineering, at electrical and computer engineering. Got it.
2: So that doubles that okay. up. Right, right. So, Marsha, yeah, fact- what's your PhD in?
3: Oh, well, <laughs> I got my undergrad in sociology. So... Uh,
2: <laughs> no, that's right. Was- if you're going to be a comedian... You need to know that sociology. Oh, my God.
3: Exactly. All the
2: material on the stand-up floor is there.
3: It's just sociology. Exactly. Yeah. But I, you know, I am so lost on the engineering stuff. And it's like, but it's fascinating to me because, yeah, but I, it makes me feel better that you also don't know what okay. she's talking about.
2: Why are you basking in my <laughs> ignorance?
3: Why, I'm sorry. Why is that?
2: No, you should feel <laughs> sad for me.
3: <laughs> no, I'm like, because then it's like, at least it, I know it's not just my intelligence overall. It's oh, like, I we're see, all just, you okay. know... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a new field that a lot of us don't know about. And but it's mm-hmm. fascinating. It really is. It's crazy because people talk about it so much online. And they I do.
2: Think most they people do just don't it's, know. Preoccupies pre- online chatter. Yeah. So Sandra, tell mm-hmm. me what are NFTs?
0: Okay, so uh crypto, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Okay. Uh and the there literally thousands of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, right? Uh and and those. Cryptos are interchangeable that is you can buy and you can use these uh, crypto uh, crypto to buy or sell goods and services uh, and, uh, and cryptos are what's called fungible uh, that is you can interchange them. Uh, nFT is a non-fungible token. that is something that you cannot. You know, exchange. It's a very unique unit of data. You can uh, compare it to, liken it to like a deed on a house, right? There's only one deed for the house, right? It's not interchangeable. Well, an NFT or non fungible token is very similar uh, to that. Uh, It basically has two parts to it this is all electronic, all digital. Uh, it, it usually has a digital asset, okay? Uh, and that digital, digital asset associated with it, that digital asset has a certain value. You know, it's like a piece of artwork, for example. Uh, so an NFT is a unique unit of data uh, that, that ele- leverages technology to enable this digital asset to be placed on a blockchain oh my God uh, and it can be bought and sold on the blockchain in the but open marketplace in, in the open marketplace
2: okay so what you're saying is this is so you turned physical objects like I if I own a Picasso mm-hmm. then I have that Picasso and you don't and mm-hmm. if you want to buy it you come to me and pay money for it but that's that's a physical object made of right. canvas and paint and you're telling right. me you have you there is this world out there now of digital assets that are the an- digital analog to my physical thing that I have a possession of.
0: Uh, you can think of it that way. It's not quite because the legal is so new, bleeding edge, that the, the, legal, <laughs> the, the, the legal focus has not kept up. Okay, but just for our discussion purposes, you can view it as
2: okay. So if you dumb it down enough, we can think
3: of it that way. Okay. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. did I hear her right, Marcia? Yes, That's what I she think, just said. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm
3: yeah. NFTs need better PR because, like that, what you said makes sense to me. Where it's a token of, like, because what people on the internet think it is is people paying thousands of dollars for a photo of an ape that you could Google, and it doesn't make sense to anybody. You know what I mean? But but your explanation as a part of these other two things, that makes sense. So it's like, I think we just need better PR out there explaining it to people.
2: So Marshall, why don't we go to our uh, Patreon uh, questions right now? Because I, the, the, I, there may be enough foundation there. So let's check it out. And tell me like their names. And if they say where they're from, I always want to know that too.
3: Okay, absolutely. Yeah, let's start with this one because you were talking about working at IBM. Um, so this is from... Yelmer um, von der Weich, uh, which uh, looks like a Scandinavian name. And it says, hello, Sandra and Neil. I'm working in finance and my girlfriend is a blockchain developer at IBM. Most of the blockchain talk is about cryptocurrencies and NFTs, but the technology offers a lot more solutions that will change our lives. We would love to hear from Dr. Johnson about how digital identity applications work on the blockchain, and how they will impact our lives?
2: Ooh, there's a sociological question, in a way.
3: Yeah, yes. this is yes, all it, very sociological, sorry, and it's, it's why, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, so, so Sandra, this is, you know, to just live within, you know, within the ledgers of tech geniuses, or does this have mm-hmm. real-world consequences?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I believe blockchain technology will change uh, the way humans interact. Uh, long term. <laughs> right now, there's a lot of hype, but I think moving forward in time. So, to, to more or less answer the question, I'll give you an example. For example, uh, an example in the supply chain. You know, you, you're, you're a manufacturing company, you manufacture something and you want to ship it somewhere, right? You can actually lo- use blockchain technology uh, and put on the blockchain when it was manufactured. Uh, where it's going, uh, and who's going to pick it up, uh, all of the details of that, you can can write a program, if you will. That's called a smart contract that gives you all of the details from A to B. Uh, And then once you finish that digit and put it on the truck, that automatically starts a chain of events that now many times it's manual. Stuff get lost. You don't know where it is. But if it's on a blockchain, you know exactly where it is at all times from putting it on the ship, from the ship reaching its destination, from it going from the ship to another truck and from the truck to the wait, wait the Sandra, final destination. Sandra,
2: FedEx does that for me. Is that a <laughs> blockchain? I know where my package is. I know when it got pe- I know when the label was created. I know who signed for it.
3: But if that got disrupted, it sounds like this could be, could maybe fill in some of those gaps because we're seeing all these problems. Like, that's interesting because it works outside of those, like, I still don't
0: get absolutely. it, but I'm starting to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Marcia, you, you're getting it. You know, you are very, very Thank you, very- Professor. You know, even with FedEx, FedEx as partners, they, sh- they they may have their own separate, databases storing information with blockchain everything is there everyone can go there and find out at the same time where everything is uh nothing should be lost and you know with FedEx you lose things <laughs>
3: okay and so, all digital because a lot of companies I've worked for are not all digital right
2: oh uh, yeah okay absolutely. so so absolutely so um okay so that <laughs> that blockchain is not currency, that's a blockchain of information.
0: Yes, that's why I remember I said initially, blockchain is the foundation. It's a
2: general concept. Right, okay.
0: currency is, is, is different. Okay, right?
2: so do you foresee a day in the not so different future where all information transactions happen on blockchains?
0: Well, the overwhelming majority.
2: Wow, okay. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, think about if you're buying a house, for example, you know, you, you know, you have to make sure that the owner is the owner. You know, and you pay somebody to do that a title yes, you search do. on blockchain, blockchain, you don't have to do that. It's going to all be there, wow. for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. OK, that's that's one example. So and, and if you could just take that little thought and kind of extrapolate it to look at how we do things now and how we can do it. If we had this centralized place where everything is placed, nothing is modified, and you'll you have access.
2: Hey, could, could there be a comedic blockchain where they put funny jokes on it and then everybody, <laughs> you'll know you'll laugh.
3: That you can never delete? You can no, never you. delete.
0: No, thank you. Yeah. I'm good on that. Yeah, but, but 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 think about this. If you have an M, uh, NFT associated with your joke, then if other people use it, you can get paid. For.
3: This is what everybody has been talking about. This is the first time mm-hmm. I heard about NFTs was somebody advised me to create an NFT from some of my material. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but thank you so much for suggesting that. But people have made thousands. I know some comedian made like thousands of dollars doing that basically. And I don't mm-hmm. know how and I don't know who, but.
0: People have made millions of dollars. Yeah. Particularly last
3: year
2: on this. Okay. Which is, so
3: for that, that's like, I take a video of a set and I don't want to release a set it is for your Netflix. So then,
2: sequence of jokes, A set
3: right, like a yes, set, right. like a uh, a bit or a, like a mm-hmm. not a bit, you know, Can't an say hour, we're bit an here. hour of jokes.
2: Bit means something else,
3: right? Right. Oh, right. yeah. So, <laughs> different <laughs> industries speak. <Yeah>. You're right. <laughs> but um, and so a so set then, is
2: you is getting it. up with the microphone and then sitting down and everything you did between right. those is a set, correct? <laughs>
3: That's. Okay. But so then it's like the the NFT would be the video itself that somebody then privately purchases so that they own that set that I did. That's correct, yes. But they don't own the material. They just own that video, which might be valuable if someone were like hugely famous or like if it were like, you know, like somebody huge. Like if Amy Schumer did a set that wasn't released and then somebody... Privately yes, bought it. Yes,
0: I think, Marsha. I think you're just about ready to teach the class. <laughs> <Yay! laughs> but that that is uh, absolutely correct. And I'll I'll give you some examples of some recent NFTs. Uh, Major League Baseball. Imagine baseball cards. Yeah. Right. They've done that. Uh, made thousands of dollars off of that. Um, a year ago, December 2020, a 15 year old teenager, you know. Uh, learned about this thing called NFT. Uh, he's an artist. So he worked to put his artwork, uh, um, uh, create an M- NFT and, and sell it on an exchange. Uh, and as of December 2021, just last month, he's made over a million dollars.
3: Wow. See, that's where understanding this stuff would be so valuable. <laughs> Okay,
2: so what's the, and, and
0: by the by the way, just just for fun, Melania Trump's eyes, her eyes, has also been uh, created as an artwork that she sold as an NFT online last month.
2: Wow. Okay, so so can someone hack into the blockchain and change what everyone is thinking is permanent?
0: Uh it is highly unlikely that that will happen. I will never say never.
2: You just did. But, but
0: it's, it's highly, it's not, that, that's, that's why I said, but it's highly you say, unlikely. You can say,
2: I will hardly ever say never. Like,
0: <laughs> I will hardly, hardly ever, ever say no. Okay, good. Uh, but it's highly unlikely. It's a very difficult to do. Well,
2: it's difficult now, but I mean, you know, oh. with, with quantum computing. and i
0: You can always change your algorithms to make it more difficult. Yeah, okay.
2: Mm. All right. So it's, it's you know, it's a catch-22. Oh, you have wow. to explain catch-22 to Marcia. It's <laughs> yeah. her
0: What's that? <laughs> no, we read <laughs> that one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that So, so They taught I, us
3: how to read, just nothing else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've got time for one more question before we take our second break. So what do you have, Marcia?
3: Okay, great. Yeah, this one was interesting to me. Um, so this is from Richard L. Sanders. Um, and it says, once all Bitcoin has been discovered— what will incentivize anybody to keep auditing the blockchain if they know doing so will not result in discovering any Bitcoin?
2: Ooh, I like that question. In fact, I like it so much, we're going to take a break. We're going to pick it up at the end of that break. See what I did there. So anyway, when we come back, more with Dr. Johnson and my co-host comedian, Marsha Belski on Talk Cosmic Queries, all about Bitcoin, blockchain. And non-fungible tokens or tickets non-fungible toad <laughs> on star talk so we're back star talk third and final segment cosmic queries all about blockchain and bitcoin we've got sandra johnson here who's a one of the world's experts on this subject and been at computing forever. Uh, Sandra, how do people find you? Are you on social media or? I am on
0: social media, yes. Um, What do
2: they call you there? (laughs) No, sorry, what do you call yourself?
0: (laughs) Dr. Sandra KJ.
2: Dr. Sandra? Dr.
0: Sandra KJ.
2: Act, Dr. Sandra KJ, I love it. Yes. And, and how about you, Marsha? How are we going to find you?
3: I'm at Marsha Belsky on Twitter, M-A-R-C-I-A. Um, I also have a mm-hmm. TikTok, that same name, and then Instagram, it's Marsha Sky, S-K-Y.
2: Marsha Sky, very nice, very nice. And Marsha, you you made headlines for this song about 100 tampons. That's just a weird topic to title a song and an album <laughs> with, because you, you're also a musician. and And- I, i'm I'm asking, I'm curious because I knew it has something to do with space, but I don't see I know that that's true, but I don't know why. Yes. so
3: could you please explain so the story is, um the song is about the first American woman they ever sent to space named Sally Ride. They tried to give her a hundred tampons to take with her for a one week mission. And the story is so she technically never officially took them with her, but um, they, They gave her a bag of a hundred tampons tied together by the strings is how this is from her, an oral history, I believe. And they basically said is 100 the right number? And she said... But, of course, how else would you connect
2: tampons? That's the obvious way.
3: And see, the song is sort of about how even (laughs) even our rocket scientists might be a little blind when it comes to the lives of women. And um, just about how funny it is, because NASA, you know, obviously is still pretty um, a uh, male-dominated industry, and um, although there's a lot more women um, than there was at the time even... And um, they yeah. also designed her a makeup kit to take with her to space because they figured that she would what? want. And then okay, she, she met said, aliens, the aliens. Exactly. You yeah. got to look pretty for them. And she basically said, no, thank you. Um, and so, yeah, I wrote a song about how, you know, remember when NASA sent a woman to space for six days and they tried to give her 100 tampons. Or in my song, I say they gave her 100 tampons because she never officially took them. But in her oral history, they did. they did try and give them to her. And they that's, said, that's key, is 100 I, the right I, I, number? And she said, that would not be the right number. <laughs> and they're like, right, because it's too much, right? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> but, but Sandra, speaking of space and, and alien encounters where, where apparently Sally doesn't need makeup, <laughs> um, if, could blockchain be the basis of a currency, uh, interplanetary, intergalactic currency?
0: Sure, just like it could be the that blockchain, the actual crypto. Oh, sorry, <laughs> cryptocurrencies. Yes, yes. yes, just like it could be a basis for a global currency. Yes, blockchain. be how the aliens study us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and by the way, Marsha, actually, you can make your song an NFT. Yes. Okay. I can. Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. I'm
3: gonna have to. I'm gonna message you about how to do that. Let's. I'll give you fifty percent. Okay. Totally. okay. <laughs>
2: So, Marcia, just before we hit the break, there was a great question. Why don't you just read that real quick again?
3: Absolutely. So, this is from Richard L. Sanders. And he said, once all Bitcoin has been discovered, what will incentivize anybody to keep auditing the blockchain if they know doing so will not result in discovering any Bitcoin? Mm.
0: So, you are assuming that the Bitcoin exists to be discovered. Bitcoin, I think so. That's what B- it sounds like. Bitcoin is created uh, to give, uh, uh, to award a winner, which is a little different. It's not like it exists uh, and then you, you know, you get your little picks like a miner and go find it. It's uh, not like an
2: Easter egg hunt. Right, is what right, saying. right,
0: right. So, So it's created when we have a new block, right? Now, there is a limit to the number of Bitcoins that will eventually be created, but it's not like it exists somewhere hiding and you'll go, you're will go you going out to look for it, right? So it's just, you keep at trying to get that next block on the blockchain, and when you get it, you get the Bitcoin.
2: So you said there are thousands of currencies such as Bitcoin. Yes. So isn't, and is there any limit? Could there be a billion currencies? And at that point... There is no currency. It's that just, what is, that does that is correct. Even mean?
0: That, 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 well, just like, well, they're not thousands of currencies, but just like there are different currencies, what's called fiat currencies. That is what we know, paper dollars, for example, is a fiat. There are different types of currencies now. There are also different type of, types of cryptocurrencies. Uh, thousands, actually over 10,000 right now. Right. So obviously you know it's, it's going to be difficult to have a global currency with greater than 10,000 right well that's one of the issues um this is still bleeding edge so i think moving forward in time that number will dwindle down uh for the most part even now most cryptocurrencies are not used to buy things people just invest in them right yes you use crypto to buy nfts that's probably the most popular way Crypto itself is used to purchase things now to to buy NFTs. Well, that makes uh,
2: sense because it's the same species, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right,
0: right, right, mm-hmm. right. So, but moving forward in time, there will come a time where we will use crypto to just buy goods and services that we that we buy normally now using fiat. All right.
2: Like I want to buy an apple, and then they tell me. And you can use form.
0: a crypto to buy at, yeah, okay. at some point in the future, not now. It's funny because, like, about, oh, sorry. I was just going to say there are some businesses uh, that allow you to uh, purchase their goods and services uh, using crypto. And there's a website that you can go to that lists the different businesses uh, and then the type of cryptocurrency that they accept. I can
3: really relate emotionally to the people that were like living when dollars took over for golds and they're like yes. i'm just gonna keep my gold thank you you know like oh it's like,
2: interesting transition yeah it's, it's, here's this piece of paper
3: yeah oh and it's gosh. like why would i trust that and now we're going from paper to digital and i think people are feeling a similar way
2: oh. mm-hmm. that's spooky yeah you're spooking me out here <laughs> 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 okay Marsha, give me some more and see how many we can fit into this segment
3: Yes. Yeah, so this question I think is interesting because there were a few questions about the environmental impact um, of Ooh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. So I'm sure you're asked a lot. So this says, hello, Dr. Johnson and Dr. Tyson. How can someone invest in crypto ethically? It's something I've been interested in, but the environmental implications of the incredibly high energy use have kept me from getting involved. And that is from Chris Plotts.
2: Why? Why? Why does this take energy at all?
3: Yeah, I'm curious. Is it about just that. turning
2: on your computer? Is it just the
0: the, the computer? computational power? It takes a lot of computational power. The computer crunching the numbers is a very, very uh, computationally intensive, which means it takes a lot of uh, electricity to actually get the double six. In other words, right? uh and 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 for some uh blockchains, you know it takes the uh, amount of power the equivalent of a small city, okay, what? just to do one transaction what? so it is computationally intensive, particularly the Bitcoin and the second most uh popular uh, blockchain ethereum uh with its ether cryptocurrency, very, very. Uh, Massive amounts of electricity, Right. Like, so. Marsha, you, you got to admit
2: that's a cooler name, Marsha. You got to admit, right? Ethereum. Yeah, <laughs> way yeah. way better than Bitcoin. Yes.
0: I yes. think so. <laughs> yeah. We need a rebranding. Yeah. I won't yeah, give me
2: some Ethereum. Yeah.
0: Now there are other uh, blockchains that uh, have a different type of methodology to avoid that. Who the next who, who the winner is, for example, uh, that are not as computationally. In, intensive. Even Ethereum, although they've been talking about this for quite a while, is moving towards another uh, type of algorithm that is not as uh, computationally intensive. Therefore, it will not take as much electricity. They're not there yet. They've been talking about it for a couple of years. So there are alternatives to Bitcoin and Ethereum that are not as uh, intensive in terms of the amount of power. It
2: so if you wanted to be a green crypto currency, you create a, a solar panel farm that just drives the computer. That that I mean you it's it's a solvable problem. It says, yes. Absolutely. Not all energy on earth comes from
0: coal. Yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's another option. So it need to be yeah. sustainable.
3: Cool. Hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, Marcia, keep it going.
3: Okay, so this um you were talking about how why this work really inspired you early on. Um, So I think this is interesting. It says, this is from Lydia from the Netherlands. She says, dear everyone. So that includes me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who has almost no knowledge about cryptocurrency and NFTs, it scares me that these things are growing and that paper money would be something for the poor people. Why does crypto have so much preference by so many people and how can I prepare myself for the future? I relate to that. Yeah, love, I would like to know.
2: Love that question. Very important. Uh, once again, a sociological. question. Those
3: are the ones I'm drawn yeah, we'll, to. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Will the haves be crypto rich and the pores be uh, paper poor? You know what? What? <laughs> what's? Yeah. How's it? What's this going to look like?
0: Um, so, so. Whatever
2: it is, we'll blame you. Yes. Not, no, no, it all. no,
0: it's not me. I just know about it. <laughs> I don't create it. I don't create uh, it. I just, uh, I just uh, know about uh, it. I leverage it. Hey. Okay. You know, all right. Uh, but anyway, some cryptocurrencies are very expensive. You know, for example, Bitcoin last fall, November, uh, got up to almost $69,000. It's gone down now to about $37,000 or so.
2: So, per, per unit, whatever. Per,
0: per, per cryptocurrency, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, that's very expensive. But then there are others that cost much less. Okay. So, in, in terms of cost, it really depends upon the actual cryptocurrency. You know, my view is that as we move forward and it becomes used more prevalently, uh, the cost will go down. Uh, so, to, that will that will address the issue of, of cost.
2: Which So, I, I have a philosophical question. What does it mean for cryptocurrency to cost anything?
0: Because it's right now, unlike the dollar, like you can actually invest uh, in cryptocurrencies.
2: Wait, wait, wait. wait. But I, I will buy cryptocurrency with my American dollars.
0: You can do that, yes.
2: Or I can buy cryptocurrency with some other cryptocurrency
0: um you can do that as well
2: yes okay so if i buy with american dollars the person who had the crypto now has my dollars and i have their cryptocurrency in exchange for it
0: that's correct
2: but in there might be a day where everybody only ever wants cryptocurrency to acquire other cryptocurrency and so no one will want the dollar and that will drop down the value of the dollar won't it i'm
0: not an economist
2: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Because, you know, if you go
2: down the street, the homeless person, you hand them some coins or a few dollars. They, no, I want cryptocurrency. Right. I don't
0: know. Well, you know, the, the, the mayor of New York, the new mayor, you know, said he wants to be paid in crypto.
2: What? People
3: are kind of roasting yes. him alive for it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, right. Because also, because yes. when the Bitcoin is down, people were like, well, now this is like what Eric Adams' says. paycheck's actually going to be this percent less than it would have been, and I think people are just so, It's it has such a like reputation as being for, in my mind, like white tech bros that I don't think people understand that there's like different people and like, like incentives working on this. Because I think a lot of the fear is like, these are just the top 1% making a new set of money for themselves. But hearing you talk, it seems like something so much different than that.
0: Yeah, right. Right now, because it's still new, uh, most of the people who buy crypto, Bitcoin, Ether, and others, they use it as an investor Speculators, yeah, they are yeah, speculating. Yeah. So speculating. So it's just the wild
2: west. Yeah, because it might settle like, somewhere
0: four years ago, I mean, even though we thought it was high then, it was like twenty thousand, right? Right. So now it's gotten up to almost seventy thousand. So you know, it's it's speculation.
3: Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And you right. have to have a certain bravery to like, or a certain comfort level to, right. to do that. Right.
2: Okay. I, I don't know if we have time for another question, but I do, since I'm host, I can make time for my own question. <laughs> so, Sandra, so I, you know, I've been in computing for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, since high school, at least. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm old. So, but I, so I've seen the power of computing grow. I've seen what, and particularly in astrophysics, mm-hmm. there are categories of problems that are intractable at any given moment with what the computing power is at that moment. And mm-hmm. so we say, well, we need this extra power. And then so new problems get solved as computers get faster and more efficient yeah, and absolutely. as algorithms get more clever. Yes. So why lock anything into, why lock an economy into something that fundamentally seems to me about the power of computing at that moment. Because if in the future computers are a billion times more powerful, what you're telling me is what takes the whole power of a city. I mean, look at the computers from 1958. There were entire rooms to just to do four-function math. So, so, so why lock into something that seems to me just something on a, is a moving target for the power that computers will bring to that problem?
0: Okay, so let's go back to the whole how much power it takes to, uh, to uh, complete a transaction. You know, uh, much of that is because you have miners, remember them, all over the world. So as we move forward in time, more and more miners, miners are competing. It's taking significantly more computing power because of the bottleneck, right? So as you increase the power of the computer, that reduces the power. To actually do the mining, yes. So increasing the computational power of the computer helps that issue.
2: I, I get that, but then now I have a computer that just finds every single Bitcoin there is, and I can do it this afternoon, and then I'm the richest person in the world. I don't so, think
0: we'll get to the point where you know it's um, um, the computer becomes more computational computationally intensive. More miners are added. And you know it's it's sort of a loop it keeps going right? I more miners, that. more power needed, you need more miners, more power needed, et
2: cetera okay, so marsha the the comedy club owner who offers you Bitcoin, are you gonna say no, I want ethereum <laughs> <Are>
3: you- <laughs> i would the problem is like I would say no just because i still it's it's tough though because it's like I take cash and stuff, even though I probably would still need to hire an accountant. But it's like, yeah, I don't feel that I'm on the the bleeding edge enough to mm-hmm. to be able to do it. But then it's, you know, I think it's like anything too. It's like, I've heard stories of, well, there was this one guy I really trusted. He got me into Bitcoin. It turned out to be like a bad investment. And then I've heard stories of the exact opposite. So I think that's what keeps people afraid is the inconsistency of the, um, what's it called? The reward. But So it's right, like, right. for me, I still want my cash because I'm not at the point in my life where I can risk my paycheck being $2,000 less than it was supposed to. But I can understand why somebody who is in the financial position to do that would do that because it could potentially have a great bigger future payoff, not just for them, but for their kids. To I think it's like diversifying your portfolio in a way. It would make sense to have stocks, have crypto and also have cash, but you need to be at a certain level to do that.
2: So, Marsha, you have to confess, though, you've come a long way, not you, you, but you as as representative person in this conversation, you've come a long way from the days when you might have just accepted a chicken for payment, right?
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've, that's, that's like, it feels so scary to me, but I'm seeing it in my head like that, where it's, I bet it's the same that people felt when we went from, you know, cowrie shells to gold, from gold to right, whatever, right, but... Right. Great. Not for me, not yet. But I'm, but I, I'm interested by it.
2: All right. Well, Sandra, we're going to have to do. The, we, we, this is this topic is ever, ever growing. And yes, and yes. Uh, we might have to do this again. Do a part two, uh, and mm. you have to give us buying tips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. We That'll be that. the most popular <laughs> Star talk episode yeah.
2: ever. All right. Well,
0: I made a million yeah. dollars on
2: all right. Do we? But you I, have I, the richest
0: I fan say, base. <laughs> yeah, I, I must say I'm not a professional at this, so you know you buy it your own. Risk. Oh, there you but go. But there is one thing I do want to point out, though. Marcia and, and Neil, you know, kind of alluded to uh, the volatility of cryptos, but that there are some uh, some cor- some uh, tokens, if you will, cryptocurrencies that are stable. They're called stable coins. Uh, and and these are associated with uh, a physical entity. For example, there's a USD coin. It's a crypto, but it's backed by the US dollar, right? Dollar for dollar. Uh, The same thing with gold or diamonds. So there are stable cryptocurrencies that you can actually hold. And many people, they, they have these stable coins, and then they They use them to buy the volatile cryptos and they go back and forth, right?
2: You know what this sounds like to me, Sandra? When Apple first came out with their Macintosh and they had the windowing system, um, if you had a file and you wanted to save it together with other files, you put them in this icon on your screen that looked like a folder. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's not an actual folder. (laughs) It's a virtual folder. And then you throw something away. There's a little trash can. So they, mm-hmm. they try to emulate your office environment
3: mm-hmm. into
2: the space that you are operating yes. on for comfort levels,
3: right. I guess. Yes,
2: yes. And, and I, I make special note that in recent Macintosh updates of their system, their icon for their mail, which used to be a stamp, is now just an envelope. Both of those are still kind of archaic, but especially a stamp.
1: Because the le- yes. you know Generation
2: <laughs> Q or what's the latest gen- Z whatever they've never licked a stamp in they their don't life, use them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like what is that? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we got to call it quits there. <laughs> Great to have you both on Star Talk, both for their first time, new new newbies. Uh, very yes. very excellent. I, I love seeing some new new blood uh, flowing uh, through the rivers of. Uh, Scientific enlightenment. (laughs) Okay,
3: gotta go now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And it was such, it was so great to hear you talk, Dr. Johnson. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Marcia. And call me about your song. All right. Oh, I will.
2: 100 Tampons. Don't miss it. (laughs)
0: 100 Tampons NFT. Be on the lookout.
2: There's a YouTube of her singing it. So this has been Star Talk Cosmic Queries, uh, all about cryptocurrency with Dr. Sandra Johnson and my new co host of Marsha Belsky, who will never have you forget the meaning of 100 tampons in space. (laughs) I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson here, your personal astrophysicist. Keep looking up.